Good morning, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Monday, February 18th. It's episode number 729 here at the Heidi St. John podcast. It also happens to be Mailbox Monday. Today, I'm going to tackle a couple of questions from listeners. We're going to be talking a little bit about how to honor your parents and how to take back the word love in the culture. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so at MomStrong International this month, we are studying the topic of love from the standpoint of God's Word. And as I've said many times, I believe that we have really done a fantastic job of not honoring the Word of God, particularly as it pertains to love, which is why I'm going to be answering a question about it today. But I wanted to draw your attention for just a minute to the Word of God. So at MomStrong International, we do every month a scripture writing challenge. And this month in particular, as I said, we're focusing on love. In Luke chapter 6, verses 23 to 27, the Bible talks about love for our enemies, starting in verse 27 of Luke chapter 6. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn the other to them also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Wow. Those are some serious instructions there given to us, teaching us how to love, particularly our enemies. We talked about this a little bit last week, and I'm going to dive into it a little bit more on Wednesday as we enter week three of the study at MomStrong International. But before I get to that... Um, I was, I want to encourage you, if you're not following me over at MomStrong International, I do a free, I'm going to say it again, I do a free scripture writing challenge for you every single month over there. There's no reason for you not to participate. We have a copywork program for your children. If you're a member for just $2 a week, if you're a member, you can get the cursive version of that, but it's free for everyone who wants to join us. I'm telling you what, a few minutes in the word of God every day will change your life. If you don't believe me, you need to come out and see me at the Heidi St. John Conference. I'm going to be in Lakeland, Florida, coming up on Saturday, March 5th at Ardella Baptist Church. The theme this year is Miracle Worker, the life-changing power of following Jesus. Coming out, bring your Bible, bring your friends, bring your daughters, bring your grandma, bring your bring your uh, women from church. You are going to be so encouraged. You're going to leave encouraged. I'm going to come with my team and also with lots of resources for you to take home to gear up to get on the battlefield for the sake of the Lord Jesus and for his message of hope. Also, Bible Promises is releasing March 5th. Get ready. Bible Promises for Moms, my brand new book for mothers. You guys are going to love this book. It's only $3.99 right now. You can get it at Amazon. On Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold. Can I just encourage you? Now's a good time to do that. It's a great little pocket guide for the things that we're facing in the culture right now. I'm going to point you back to Jesus. And uh, I hope you guys are going to be encouraged. Also, for just a few more days, Becoming Mom Strong is absolutely on super sale with Tyndale. So you can get the ebook for just $2.99 right now. I'm pretty sure that's 90% off or something like that. Uh, check it out, tyndale.com forward slash ebooks. I will link back to 
to it in the show notes today. All right, I want to answer a couple of questions from listeners today. If you have a question that you would like to see answered at the podcast, shoot me an email, as always, podcast at thebusymom.com. We love to hear from you. This question comes from... Uh, from Kelly. And Kelly, thank you for writing. Kelly writes, can we take back the word love? I keep seeing in our culture this precious word being used lately to twist the truth into whatever they want it to be, particularly whatever is popular. Yet the thing that bothers me even more is the misuse of the word love among the church. Kelly, I share your frustration. Love is heralded as the reason we should accept homosexuality as good and, God forbid, even holy, right? We saw a Christian author do that last year, say that she believed that homosexual marriage could be holy before God, which a quick, brief study of the book of Romans would tell you that actually the opposite is true, but that's not what we're going to get into today. Anyway, Kelly goes on to say, love is the term used to accept sin as permissible, not only permissible, but celebrated. I have a dear friend who is a professing Christian. This is uh, Kelly's email continuing. Her husband is on staff at a local church. One Facebook post from November made me sad. She posted how she and her husband took all the children to vote. They voted for, quote, love. She wanted everyone to know they voted for love, not hate, as they cast their ballots for the pro-abortion Democratic candidates. Love would surely not support building a wall to keep immigrants out. That must be hate. Love wouldn't take away a woman's right to choose. That must be hate. So where, she asks, is the love for the pre-born baby? Wake up, church. You are believing the enemy's lies. Yes, so absolutely. I agree with you 100% on this, Kelly. And I also want to point something out. We are encouraged to speak the truth in love. Truth and love must not and cannot be separated. Now, we've been talking about this through the whole study of the month of February at MomStrong International, how God defines love. And I could totally agree with you. Love, as it's being characterized in the modern church in many progressive churches today, uh, is not love at all. It's a false truth of tolerance, and it's masquerading around as love. And if the church doesn't stand up and say, hey, That's actually not how love is defined in God's word. We're going to continue to see a backward slide in the culture. I appreciated something else about Kelly's email. Kelly sent me a picture of her family getting off the bench. Woo, woo, Kelly, good for you. She said, my children and I participated in our first pro-life rally this week along with some friends. We stood on the state uh, capitol steps in Virginia, which is, of course, in turmoil right now, to be voices for the voiceless. We are anxious to do more. So, Kelly, you have inspired me. She sent me a picture of her children with signs, my favorite my favorite sign is the sign that says I'm with her and points to a drawing of a little baby inside her mother's womb. I love that. She's wearing a a little bow in her hair. I love that. I love the also the sign that says smile your mom chose life. We are a voice for the voiceless. So I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to issue a challenge to you today and I'm making myself a note. So hopefully I won't forget in the future, but I'm going to encourage you to get off the bench. And I want to share stories of listeners like Kelly who are getting off the bench. So if you'll send me your story, and you don't have to send me a picture, but if you have a picture, that's even better because I'm going to start putting them up on my uh, on my blog. Send me your story of getting off the bench. Use the hashtag off the bench, and then I'm going to be talking about what you're doing at Mailbox Monday. The reason I want to do this is because one of my goals here at the podcast is not just to encourage you in 
your walk with the Lord and to talk about motherhood and to talk about everything that's happening in the culture from a Christian and a biblical worldview. But I also want to encourage you to a place of of um, getting off the bench and actually doing something. Our pastor, Jeremy Carmichael, was preaching last Sunday, and he said that he thinks the church right now is really struggling with this thing he called slacktivism. I love that that uh, that definition, slacktivism. So he said what that is to him is when Christians, we like to, you know, we click like on Facebook and we share articles, but that's pretty much all we're doing. Half the time we're not voting and we're certainly not getting out of our comfortable homes and going down and doing what these beautiful kids are doing, which is to say, hey, listen, I am a person who's going to stand in the gap for these kids. About two weeks ago, we heard Governor Northam basically endorse in no uncertain terms infanticide, basically saying that a woman has a right to choose. And if through a a botched abortion or the woman changes her mind as the child is being born, if the child is then born alive, Governor Northam said, and I quote, the child will be made comfortable. And then a conversation would ensue between the mother and the doctor. And then After that, if the mother decides, oh, I don't want the baby, then the baby would literally be executed on the table. Men and women, we must stand up. This is not love. It is not love to say that what God says is sin is actually holy. That is not love. And so I agree with our listener today, with you, Kelly. I agree with you. We need to take back the word love. The Bible says that God is love. And if we're going to speak in love, then we need to speak what God says to speak. Right, Anything outside of that isn't love. And one of the ways that we do that is by loving our neighbors, by actually getting involved. So rather than just click like on Facebook, can I just encourage you, go down and volunteer for your local pregnancy center. You heard my uh, my new friend Jasmine talking about her escape from sex trafficking. If that is near, if the Holy Spirit, listen, you guys know, you you know what God wants you to do because it's gonna make your heart beat faster. You're gonna go, that is something I can wrap my head around and my heart around. So can I just encourage you, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. You can become involved in organizations like Shared Hope International and see how you can help. You can volunteer one day a week. Maybe you can answer phone calls for them or answer emails. Maybe your job is to go down and uh, and begin to volunteer helping at a homeschool resource center. Hey, you can come volunteer at mine right here in Vancouver, Washington. I'll, I would love to have you volunteer here. All right, we need to be getting off the bench and get onto the battlefield. The Bible says that they'll know we are Christians by our love, and our love needs to translate not just into words, but into action. So thank you, Kelly, for sending me that email. The next question comes from a listener, and her name is Abby, and she says, Heidi, the Bible says that we are to honor our father and our mother. How do I do this when I believe my mom is acting foolishly and unwise? All right, so... This is a great question, Abby. Thank you for sending it in. A couple of things. If you haven't read Becoming Momstrong, anyone who's listening to this, if you haven't yet picked up Becoming Momstrong, can I just encourage you to do that? It will change the way you see your role, not only as a mother, but also as someone's daughter. God lays out very clearly for us in his word what healthy relationships should look like. And sometimes our parents don't model those healthy relationships. And so I get questions all the time from people who are struggling with the behavior of their parents. They're not sure what to do. And I just want to encourage, a couple of things I want to encourage you to do. A, you've got to come before the Lord in prayer. There's nowhere in the Bible that it says that you need to be a doormat for Jesus, by the way, right? So that's not God's heart for you. 
it, but it is God's heart that you would model for your children what it looks like to walk in forgiveness. And you can forgive someone without walking in relationship with them. You can forgive someone and pray for them without exposing your children to foolish and unwise behavior. Our job as parents is first to protect our children. And sometimes, unfortunately, that means we have to protect them from family members, right? So if you notice that there is a person in your family or who's deeply entrenched in your life and their activity toward your family or their actions in the culture are actually undermining the things that you're teaching your children, then it's up to you to make a decision about whether or not you're going to be in relationship, in active relationship with those people. I also want to encourage you that the Bible has a lot to say about how we should respond to people in our heart. In the power of the Holy Spirit, every Christian can and must not harbor bitterness and hatred toward another human being. Instead, God wants us to become kind and compassionate. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, it says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. All right? So bitterness belongs to our sinful nature right? Not not to those of us who have been reborn. So you, like I said before, you don't have to be around your parents if they're acting in an ungodly way and you can see that it's having a, a, a bad influence either on you or on your children, but it doesn't preclude you from forgiveness and from love. We don't want to let bitterness grow, right? No root of bitterness. Hebrews 12 verse 15, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. I am here to tell you right now, and if you read Becoming Mom Strong, or you've heard me talk on other people's uh, radio shows or television shows, you've heard me say probably that I had a very difficult relationship with my dad. But I love my dad and I continue to pray for him. And I'm watching God do an amazing thing, even now. So don't give up because God is always at work. God is always at work. He commands us to love the people that are around us. And like we were just talking about a few minutes ago, love doesn't mean that we sacrifice truth on the altar of mercy. Love doesn't mean that we decide that what God says in his word doesn't matter if two people love each other. That's not actually love. Love doesn't mean that we forego making wise decisions, exercising wise judgment, right? The Bible says that we are to use wise judgment judgment. All right. So we want to do that in our relationships with our parents. We want to do that in our relationships with our children. We want to teach our children what it means to have right relationships. The Bible says a companion of fools suffers harm. Notice he doesn't preclude your parents. So if your parents are acting foolish and unwise, the Bible says you will suffer harm if you hang out with them. So you can distance yourself from that relationship and not be a jerk. You can distance yourself from that relationship and continue to tell your children that you love those people, but you're, but you're uh, not going to be in active relationship with them. All right. I hope that helps you, Abby. And for those of you who are listening, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I want to encourage you, if you are not uh, a part of our community over at MomStrong International, to go ahead and do that. MomStrong International is a members-only network. It's been designed to help you 
uh, do the very best thing that you can do for your children. That's to train them to hear God's voice and to walk in truth no matter where the culture is headed. You can join us today at momstronginternational.com. It's just $2 a week. And for that $2, you're going to get a Bible study that goes very in depth, a scripture writing plan, a kid strong section, which is going to help you apply what you're learning in a language that your children can understand and a network of thousands of other moms who are on this journey with you and will encourage you along the way. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, please leave a review for this podcast over at iTunes. And I'm looking forward to seeing a whole bunch of you in Lakeland, Florida on March 2nd at Ardella Baptist Church. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.